radical Democrats will not do to get power that they so desperately crave, even the outright stealing of elections like they're trying to do with us. We're not going to let it happen over the past. And I hope Mike Pence comes through for us, I have to tell you. I hope that our great vice president, our great vice president comes through for us. He's a great guy. Of course, if he doesn't come through, I won't like him quite as much. No, Mike is a great guy. He's a, he's a, he's a wonderful man and a, a smart man and a man that I like a lot. But he's going to have a lot to say about it. And he, you know one thing with him, you're going to get straight shots. He's going to call it straight. Over the past few weeks, we've demonstrated that we won the election in a landslide. Almost 75 million people voted for me. The most of any incumbent president in the history of our country. We won over 11 million, close to 12 million more votes than 2016. One of the largest, actually the single largest increase in the history of our country. No person that won went to a second term or Greetings, fellow Earthlings. This is Bunnell with the January 6th Insurrection Podcast. It is December 28th, 2023, approximately noon on Capitol Hill, Washington, D.C., and I thought that I was going to be able to skate by um, until the new year without some latest and breaking news, and of course... um, uh, the spigot is uh, running over um, overboard, and information and uh, news is flowing everywhere. Huh. So, I mean, I don't even know where to begin, but Jack Smith, the uh, prosecuting attorney from the Department of Justice, has just filed a motion that is Jack Smith's government's motion in limina, on 12-28-2023, which was yesterday. And I didn't even know what in limina was, but um, I'm going to read it because I think it's important. So this is a quote from Jack Smith's motion. The court has the responsibility to maintain decorum in keeping with the nature of the proceeding. The judge is not a mere moderator, but is the governor of the trial for the purpose of assuring its proper conduct. A court's obligation to focus the trial and to maintain proper order extends to appropriate limits on the scope of cross-examination. So what Jack Smith is saying here is that old uh, 45th uh, traitor-in-chief Donald J. Trump, the ex-twice-impeached, fourth-indicted, soon-to-be-imprisoned Um, president uh, has been a a loudmouth and he continues to be a loudmouth and uh, Jack Smith wants to put an end to that because what and and of course Donald Trump knows what he's doing he is trying to try this case in the court of public opinion so that's why he goes out on his network and you know whatever propaganda machine he's using 
um, whatever propaganda machine he's using uh, as a tool to lie to the American people and to continue his uh, big lie and conspiracy, um, he's going to do it. So this is Jack Smith's way of saying, listen, um, he can say whatever he wants about me, but what he can't say is uh, that the election was stolen, okay? And he can't continue to use baseless political claims as evidence or an argument that serves only to support a jury's nullification. And, and his argument has no relevance to guilt or innocence and must be excluded. And so, once again, Jack Smith's Elimina is um, a, a, a court's uh, motion to shut Trump's big mouth because what he continues to do and what he wants to do in court is to politicize this trial. And, and he is going to do it because he's already informed the courts through his frivolous motions that's his plan right so what jack smith is basically saying is the court should exclude this evidence in, in, in an argument that does not bear on the guilt or innocence of the defendant donald j trump um and it goes on to say the court should prohibit the defendant from introducing evidence making arguments or framing questions to advance a theory of selective or vindictive prosecution or to otherwise improperly eject politics into the trial i mean you don't you don't have to be um deaf dumb and blind to know what is going on here because he is doing this on a daily basis and it's unfortunate that the 45th president of the united states is a psychopath and is and and the large part of what really is going on here is that the 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 republican MAGA cult and their 150 allies that are still in the senate and the house of republicans continue to this very minute are out there on the daily trying to convince the american people that the constitution and the rules and the laws that they swore an oath to don't matter and i was reminded unfortunately once again this morning that oh my god it just makes me sick to my stomach that mark meadows and Donald Trump, at the very last few days of their administration, that there was a missing binder. Okay, you may or may not have heard about it, but there was a binder that was put together by certain agencies, whether it was the CIA or, but it was a binder. They said it was 10 inches thick or even bigger of information that was related to um intelligence raw intelligence and u.s and its nato allies that they collected on russians and russian agents including sources and methods that informed the u.s government's assessment that russian vladimir putin president vladimir putin sought to help trump win the 2016 election i mean hello people uh this is what they were doing that's why trump didn't want anyone to go looking in places where he felt that they were going to uncover certain things that he didn't want them to uncover 
because he was pretty much bought and paid for by whether he knew or he didn't know. That is irrelevant. But what he continues to do is to wave a white flag surrendering to our adversary, or should I say plural, adversaries. Because in, in another part that the GOP MAGA cult doesn't understand is that what they are doing is bad for our country. And that's the, that's the principle and the honor part that they don't get because they have no honor because they're shameless. They have no principle because they don't know what the word means, but yet they're willing to drag our nation through this disaster because they're, they idolize a cult leader. And they've been doing it for so long. And they'll go to no, um, they'll go to no measure to continue to do so. So, and, and how they're continuing to do it is through this trial. And, you know, it's funny, and I'm going to cover this in a little while, but um, I, I wanted to re-listen to the Georgia speeches that Trump was giving on January 4th, 2021, which is extremely important. Because the election was already over. It was a month and a half. The, the, the judges had already decided that the election wasn't stolen or rigged or whatever their lies are. But yet he was in Georgia on January 4th, 2021, still touting and lying and deceiving the country that the election was rigged and stolen. And Mike Pence obviously is going to testify to this. And even Mike Pence said... Um, that in his testimony that he couldn't believe that Trump was out in Georgia that night basically saying, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, present audio of Trump saying these exact words. And I, and I think that they have, to, they have to use these speeches as evidence because it, they're ripe with uh, evidence about how he continued or how he continued to lie about the election. Because it wasn't just him saying, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're bad candidates. No, he was giving statistics and he was saying that he had legislators in his pocket and, and he was going to continue to push them. I mean, he was it was crazy. It was crazy. And I'll show that in shortly. But first, I'm going to get back to Jack Smith's uh, motion in Limina and he goes on to say where the defendant repeatedly has levied baseless political claims, evidence or argument that serves only to support a jury's nullification. Um, the court should prohibit the defendant from introducing evidence, making arguments or framing questions to advance a theory of selective or vindictive prosecution. I already said that. It goes on to say the defendant should be precluded from raising irrelevant political issues or arguments in front of the jury. And he continues to do that in all his other trials. Like, look at the one in New York, how, how much he has gone uh, out of the bounds of, of just decorum and how he should act. And, and that is the leader that the GOP MAGA cult, that's the only qualified leader that they have. And then this brings me back to this party 
should just go away because they're the, the, the most defunct political party in the history of Congress. They have passed less bills than any Congress in the history of the country because they're not there to do the work of the citizens of this country. They're there to destroy everything in their wake, and they're doing a pretty good job at it. And Trump is their last stand. So they've hitched their horses to this guy, and now they don't know what to do because he's gone off script, and, and they don't know how to control it. So Jack Smith goes on to say, he intends to impeach the integrity of the investigation by raising wholly false claims such as the government's non-existent coordination with the Biden administration and other empty allegations recycled from the selective and vindictive prosecution motion that he based on an anonymous source. See, and that's all they do is they're full of anonymous sources. I mean, you could look no further than what they're doing to the current president's son, Hunter Biden. That entire sham and scam and conspiracy and lie was developed by Giuliani. And I was just listening to that Georgia uh, speech that Trump gave on January 4th, two days before the insurrection. And in it, you, Trump is quoted saying something about that uh, people are, they're people, the immigrants are coming in, they're heroin and cocaine users. Those are the exact words that Rudolph Giuliani was using against uh, Moss and her mother, right? The uh, Georgia electors, the election workers that just won $150 million because big mouth Rudolph Giuliani doesn't know how to, to tell the truth, okay? So, and... And I'm going to be going through a lot of Trump's speeches because I think that he he projects uh, everything in his speeches. And and there are so many different little nuggets in them that it's unbelievable. So Jack Smith goes on to say, the court should prohibit evidence, questions or arguments regarding potential consequences of the defendant's criminal case or conviction. As in any other case, the consequences that the defendant may face as a result of the criminal case against him are irrelevant to guilt or innocence and may not be considered by the jury. So what Trump's ambulance chasing attorneys uh, plan on doing is presenting evidence in the January 6th insurrection trial uh, that's going to be happening in Washington, D.C. Uh, in March is a political argument and that the election was stolen and this and that. And Jack Smith is just putting a stop to that right here now. He's basically saying the court should exclude this information because it has nothing to do with um, what actually happened, right? So he goes on to say the court should exclude irrelevant and prejudicial prejudicial evidence and argument regarding January 6, 2021. Throughout this litigation and in his public comments, the defendant, Donald J. Trump, has sought to blame others for the attack on the Capitol for which he is responsible, including law enforcement, military forces, unidentified secret agents, and foreign influence. 
the defendant should be precluded from introducing within the courtroom the disinformation he has propagated outside of it. So, and this is new because I didn't realize that uh, Trump's uh, legal team is going to say that it is um, the Capitol Police's fault that they couldn't control his insurrection. I mean, this is how low down and dirty this pig is because he is willing, you know when they say burn down the house because you don't get what you want? This is what he's doing. And I don't understand how his cult followers who claim to be patriots are willing to go off the bridge with this psychopath. I really don't get it. But I think a large part of it is, is really not their fault. And a, a January 6th um, insurrectionist was recently found guilty. And I think this is an important quote from this insurrectionist because he just was recently uh, put away in jail for doing what he did because he was out there, you know, storming the Capitol, breaking windows, you know, shitting in the rotunda, whatever he was doing. They were all part of it. So this guy, his name was Samuel Lazar. And this is a quote from Samuel Lazar, an insurrectionist from January 6th. And he said, and I quote, he realized that he had been swept up in the false narrative spun by the President of the United States. That's you, Fatso. And that he had blindly followed President Trump's cry to fight like hell and to take back the country. So, see, this guy, Samuel Lazar, who probably is a good American, right? But because if he was brainwashed, like most people when they're in a cult, they drink the Kool-Aid. That's where that phrase comes from, drinking the Kool-Aid. And you believe everything that the people who are making the Kool-Aid give you. And this guy believed Trump and his lies, because that's what they are, they're lies. And now Trump wants to bring those lies into the courtroom so that he can muddy the, the jury that is essentially going to um, seal his fate as a 45th insurrectionist and traitor in chief. And that is coming, my friends. Once again, the defendant, Donald J. Trump, has signaled his intention to blame the events of January 6th on the Capitol Police the National Guard, and the district's mayor. I mean, can you believe that? I, that is so unbelievable that this traitor, the 45th president, because he's trying to slither his way out of being put in jail and being held accountable for the insurrection, he's willing to blame Capitol Police, the mayor of Washington, and the National Guard, which he lied about. He said that he had ordered 10,000 National Guard to be there on January 6th, which is a fucking lie. And, the, and that really, and old turtle fuckface Mitch McConnell said it best, and it's the the, qualifi the qualification of candidates or the quality of candidates. And I, as I said before, we're in an apex of the GOP mega cult. And these people 
the whole lot of them. And you can go from Matt Gates down to MTG, more Trump garbage, and everyone in between to include Trump. They are a stain on this country's history and should be nowhere near the White House, the U.S. Capitol, or even Washington for that matter. And I was researching this episode about what the presidential oath is because Trump, of course, is smearing his oath um, and that alone should be um, enough to disqualify him. Because when a, a person who joins the military, if for this matter, joins as a senator or House of Representatives, they raise their right hand, they put their hand on the Bible, and they swear an oath to protect the Constitution. There are other words in there, but basically what you're saying is, you're saying, I give my life to protect the Constitution because these rules are what is going to keep this country safe. And what the GOP mega cult is trying to convince the American people is that that doesn't matter anymore. And now we're going to rule with an iron fist and that what we say goes. Not as I say, but as, not as I do, but as I say. And that is the most un-American um, theory that you possibly can have. And the only reason the GOP MAGA cult has risen this far is because they have systematically broken and torn apart things and agencies, rules and regulations um, in their process to be able to stay in power. Because they don't have the uh, quality of character and the quality of being a principled human to even take care of themselves, much less the masses. And that is what this all kind of boils down to, is that we forget that we elect these people to protect Americans and to keep us safe for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And those things actually mean something, because you can go back 50, 60 years, and people actually had that. Why? Because our elected officials actually were doing their job. They weren't being paid off by super PACs, lobbyists, and multi-billionaires to take money out of your pockets. But see, they have done that systematically, and you can look no further than your own job. Because that really is the key to the castle is taking your money from you that, that you are owed as an employee. And you know there used to be something called a pension. There's no such thing as a pension anymore because they replaced it with a 401k. And you know who makes money on a 401k? Not you. <laughs> and if you do, you have it for a little while and then they take it away, right? And that was a, um, a design of the Republican Party because they and now they're trying to do it with Social Security. They're trying to do it with health care. They're trying to do it with everything. And I talked about this in my last podcast, you know, privatize everything so that the American people are scraping and uh, shooting each other basically for a coin. And that's where we kind of are.
So in Jack Smith's motion, he goes on to say, a bank robber cannot defend himself by blaming the bank security guard for failing to stop him. A fraud cannot claim to the jury that his victim should have known better than to fall for his scheme. And the defendant cannot argue that the law enforcement agencies should have prevented the violence he caused and obstruction he intended. So once again, this is just Jack Smith and his alumina saying that Trump's plan in court is to blame everyone else except himself. And you know what's funny is that a fraudster is a fraudster. And if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a Donald Duck. And he did it in his New York case where he had a non-disclosure agreement or an NDA basically saying, don't believe anything that we told you and it's your fault that you didn't. And this is, he's going to do, he's going to, that same strategy is going to be used in this trial. So what he's going to do, what he's doing right now through multimedia is that he is blaming everyone for his actions. And, and I think he's doing a pretty good job at it. I mean, there's a majority of Americans who really believe what he's selling them. And that's the beauty of Donald Trump. He's a great salesman. I never gave, I never took that away from him. That's what he is. But a president, he failed and he's a loser. And he smells. I love the way, um, you know, the media is kind of going crazy right now and it's trending that Trump smells. Well, of course he smells. Have you seen him? He probably shits in his pants. And I mean, they have video of him now farting and, uh, you know, it, it, of course he does. And it's so childish, but you know, um, it's what people are saying. And it's not me coming up with this, but I believe it wholeheartedly. Of course he smells. Just look at him. How could he not? And even they even say he smells like um, he's shit in his pants or he smells like brimstone and, you know, like the devil. And uh, oh my God. But anyway, so he goes on to say the court should exclude evidence regarding purported undercover officers or government sources at the Capitol. The defendant also appears poised to blame undercover agents, government informants, confidential human resources. See, this is part of the conspiracy is that they just keep um, making up more shit because that's how a conspiracy works. The bigger it is, the harder it is to uh, disarm it, right? Um, and they're brilliant at what they do. It's like because they're selling a bunch of bullshit to a bunch of morons. And of course, the morons are going to believe anything that they're selling them because they've drank the Kool-Aid. And Jack Smith goes on to say the court should exclude evidence of alleged foreign influence. Because what he what his argument now is, is that he um, that he was aware that Russia was involved in the election interference, and that somehow China and Russia and all these other people were interfering in the election. Yeah, the reason that they were interfering is because you opened the door for them to do it. So in other words, you were the inside man in, um, 
in helping them rig our election and steal it. So the latest uh, social media post from the 45th retard is, he sent it out uh, today as a matter of fact, and I'm gonna read it because I think it's important. I wasn't campaigning. The election was over. I was doing my duty as president to expose and further investigate a rigged and stolen election. It was my obligation to do so, and the proof found is voluminous and irrefutable. Therefore, among other reasons, of course, I am entitled to immunity. Additionally, I did nothing wrong. Stop the witch hunt now. So just remember that he is once again trying this case in the court of public opinion. He's saying he wasn't campaigning and that the election was over and he was doing his duty as the president. No, you fucking asshole. You weren't doing your duty as the president. I told you what your duty was in my last session. And being an election um, comptroller is not one of them. That would be like if someone who worked at McDonald's and, you know, they're at the cash register and they are trying to sell you coupons for Burger King. That's not your job. Your job is to sell hamburgers, McDonald's hamburgers. Your job is not to sell Burger King hamburgers. So this is the, the stupidity and the ignorance of their argument is that they're trying to tell us, the American people, that he was doing his duty as the president. See, and that, that's going to be the hard swallow for these traitors is that the president is an actual job, okay? It's not like a king, which he wants you to believe it is. A, a president has a duty as an officer within the White House. They have an actual job, they have a role, they have responsibilities, just like the vice president does, just like the secretary of state does. They all have roles and responsibilities. And let me say this to you, Donald J. Trump, your job as the president of the United States was not calling up Georgia election officials um, and telling them what they needed to do with their election. That wasn't your job. And that's the part that he's having trouble understanding because he's an idiot and a moron and a traitor nonetheless. So for me as a military veteran, you know, when you are working in the federal government, everybody has a role or responsibility. That's the beauty of the government is that it, it hums like a well-oiled machine. But when you have traitors like the GOP mega cult at the helm of the ship, that ship is eventually going to sink. And that's what they're trying to do to it now, ladies and gentlemen. It's unfortunate, but that's what they're doing. And who knows? They may get away with it, to be quite honest. I mean, I, I, I don't know the way things are going right now with the Supreme Court being bought and paid for by Leonard Leo and uh, you know the rest of them, the billionaires, they have padded the, the, uh, the Supreme Court and look at the Republican Party mega cult in the Senate and the House. I mean, they're all in on it. They're big. And, the, and the weird part is that According to the uh, Constitution, these people should not be 
um, in, in office right now. They need to be removed. And I keep saying that, but I don't understand um, why the 14th Amendment Section 3 does not apply to the current sitting senators and House of Republicans who opposed the um, peaceful transfer of power. And they were all in on it. Ted Cruz was the lead on it. Uh, Jack, what's his name? Uh, Smith, whatever his fucking name is, uh, the Speaker of the House. Mike Smith, or Mike Johnson, or whatever his fucking name is, Mike Johnson, he wrote the amicus to stop the peaceful transfer of power and had 150 senators and House of Republicans sign it, led by Ted Cruz, Rubio, Hawley. All of those people were in on it. So, There's something called in the United States law, it's called color of office. And, you know, the color of office applies to the presidency because the certain responsibilities that they have, you know, you are allowed um, certain authority within your, um, within your role and responsibility. Like I said before, everybody in the, in the government has a specific role and responsibility. And I'm going to read the definition of this. It's called the color of office is when a public official acts under the appearance of authority, but exceeds that authority. It can also refer to someone acting as an employee of a government unit, but taking unauthorized action. And that's exactly what Trump did. He was outside the color of his office of presidency because being a president, he has no control. That's where the king part comes in because he's deluded in and a psychopath that he thought that he could do whatever he wants. That's why he was on Air Force One using our tax dollars to fly down to Georgia on January 4th to try to convince those people down there that the election was rigged and stolen. And I'm going to add his speech to the end of this session so you can actually hear him saying it once again. Because he went on to say, that he had legislators in his pocket and they were the people who were going to switch the votes. And then you had uh, him saying that Mike Pence had a specific job and it's all there. And all you have to do is listen to it. But anyway, um, like I said, it's the end of the year. I hope everyone had a great Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and every other holiday you can think of. My Christmas was pretty good. I... Um, I was uh, in D.C. and I was kind of running around and um, it was actually one of my better Christmases, I have to say. It was, uh, it was peaceful um, and that's all you can ask for. Well, anyone, everyone have a wonderful day and once again, I'm going to, at the end of this session, I'm going to add those uh, Trump speeches because just listen to him and what he says and it's pretty much his nail in the coffin in regards to his... Uh, color of office. Um, everyone have a great day and let's chat soon. Bye-bye. We go back and instead I probably worked harder in the last three weeks than I've ever worked in my life doing this. And I've become friendly with legislators that I didn't know four weeks ago and actually they're great people. In fact, in my pocket right here, we have a couple of them right in here. Whisper, Jones. Whisper, Jones. Bert. Bert. Boy, you're a young guy. I thought you were young, but not that young. 
Bert Jones, I want to thank you, Bert, for being here. You're friendly with the man next year, right, huh? He's a man of courage. Thank you very much, Bert. I appreciate everything you're doing, and so does this big crowd. And this is a big, this is a lot of people. Also, Brandon Beach. Senator Brandon Beach. Brandon, thank you for everything. We appreciate it. William Liggins. William, where's William? Why are you so far away, William, from them? Oh, I, I like that group better, actually. I agree. And Greg Dozel. Where's Greg? Greg, thank you very much, Greg. We appreciate it. Really do. We appreciate it. Great people. And we said, uh, have this brought back into your legislature, Governor. Have it brought back. Let these people make it. Keep it open. Keep it transparent. And let us have a signature verification. What's wrong with that? They keep counting the same votes. I said, don't count votes. Look at the signature. You're going to find the signatures aren't what they were two years ago, four years ago, six years ago.